to come. PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. We're back at the French Comics Association here on the floor of the 2017 New York Comic Con. Uh, what a place to be. Uh, it's chaos around us, but somehow or other it just seems calm and very sophisticated here in the French Comics Association booth. And we're here to talk with two artists I'm really anxious to talk to. Uh, I've had a chance to look at their work. Um, Valérie Valnay, whose uh, work Water Memory uh, is coming out from Roar, I think it is. It's a new book coming out in English. N- yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, and Patricia Lefong. Uh, Lefong. Um, who has also published Scarlet Rose at um, Paper Cuts, uh, a very local uh, local publisher here in New York. Thank you both for being on More to Come. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 yes. No. Yes. It's my it's my fault. Um, uh, I'm going to jump back and forth, but we'll start with Valerie. And um, can you tell us a little bit about Water Memory? It's a very beautiful book. Est-ce que tu peux nous en dire un peu plus sur Mémoire de l'eau, qui est un très beau livre? Euh, alors, euh, la mémoire de l'eau, donc c'est l'histoire d'une petite fille en fait qui va à la recherche de ses origines euh, familiales. En fait, elle rencontre, en fait, elle a perdu son père et euh, donc sa mère la ramène euh, là où elle a habité. Euh, ça va là où elle a habité plus jeune. Ouais. It's a story of a little girl who is looking for his fam- her family roots and especially because her mother brings her to the old house of her grandfather and so she will discover that house and that truth. Et donc elle va rencontrer un gardien de phare qui s'appelle Virgile et qui justement va l'entraîner vers un moment de l'histoire un peu plus fantastique. Wow, comment est-ce qu'on dit phare déjà? <laughs> uh, she, she will meet um, a housekeeper, but I don't remember the name, you know? Yes. The yes. house of, in the water. Yes, in the lighthouse. Lighthouse. Because there's an yeah, ancient lighthouse that, yes. Lighthouse. Yes. And um, his name is Virgile, mm-hmm. and it's an old man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And he's a mysterious figure. He's a yes. mysterious figure in yes. the book. Now, the book is coming out in English. Est-ce que le livre vient de sortir en anglais Yes. 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 And it's come from, from uh, Lion's Forge, the Roar Imprint, I think. Et le, l'éditeur anglais, c'est Lion's Forge. Yes. Yes. Um, now, it's a, it is a mystery, but if what's really attractive is how you capture adolescence and the countryside. It's very beautifully rendered, um, though it's about a very, it's on the surface a very ordinary story. Is that true? Ce qui est vraiment fascinant et captivant dans ce livre, c'est le contraste entre une atmosphère très mystérieuse avec plein de contrastes dans finalement ce qui est peut-être une histoire assez ordinaire. Oui, alors en fait, euh, voilà, c'était euh, l'idée principale du bouquin, c'est qu'on est euh, un peu comme dans un film de Miyazaki où il y a une partie euh, où on vit dans le réel et une partie où on vit dans le fantastique. Et donc en fait, je voulais que la couleur et, euh, et le dessin amènent vers ce type de... Um, absolutely, it was part of the idea of the creation of the book uh, to have a contrast between reality and also something more fantastic and maybe inspired by uh, the art of um, 
Miyazaki, Miyazaki uh -huh. movie. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I use the colors uh, to show that path between what is real and what is more uh, fantastic and what is more about mystery. On voulait que les éléments naturels, c'est-à-dire la tempête, le vent et l'eau, en fait, jouent dans l'histoire, en fait. Rajoutent à l'élément mystérieux de l'histoire, enfin, rajoutent au mystère de l'histoire. Uh, it was very important to have natural elements to be part of the story. Uh, so the tempest, wind and water and uh, very violent water are part of that story kind of characters. Um, what is the name of the book, Water Memory? Was there um, research? Did, does she live in a place like this? Um, because it's, it, it just seems very real. Uh, Est-ce que vous-même vous avez vécu dans cet endroit de Bretagne qui yes. paraît très réaliste uh, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, quand on a écrit l'histoire, on a d'abord écrit uh, l'histoire en sachant pas exactement où uh, on allait uh, la situer. Et en fait, uh, la Bretagne uh, fait partie d'un lieu qui, uh, qui déjà à la base est uh, peuplé d'histoires fantastiques. Et en fait, on, a, on est parti d'une tempête réelle qui a vraiment eu lieu. Euh, à un moment donné de l'histoire et euh, du coup on a créé autour de, de cette tempête là l'histoire et euh, la Bretagne en fait on a fait euh, quand on a écrit l'histoire on est allé chercher des lieux prendre des photos euh, pour euh, avoir des lieux euh, bien reconnaissables euh, sur la mémoire de l'eau Absolutely. I went and I lived in Bretagne and uh, maybe to uh, Bretagne is a um, department in France, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, close to yeah. the sea. And, uh, and I think the English is Brittany, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, at the beginning, uh, we thought about the story without being sure about where it will take place. Mm -hmm. But then I went in uh, Britain and I discovered that country and the, there are a lot of uh, mystical, legendary yeah. who are part of that territory. It's a, a mixed um, really present in that country uh, so we uh, went there and we took a lot of picture to be very sure uh, people who know that place could recognize a lot of things and are the characters modeled after real people et concernant les personnages est-ce qu'ils ont été inspirés de personnes réelles euh, donc Marion en fait euh, c'est une petite voisine euh, qui habite à côté de chez nous et qui a à peu près le même caractère et qu'on a vu évoluer et qui est très curieuse et euh, très aventurière euh, Virgile, euh, alors Virgile c'est un personnage que je croisais euh, au supermarché en fait et euh, qui a une tête de père Noël et euh, que je trouve, voilà je le connais pas mais il, il collait parfaitement au gardien du phare et euh, après euh, les autres personnages, c'est des personnages qu'on a rencontrés en Bretagne et du coup on s'en enfin, est imprégné et moi je m'en suis imprégné aussi pour, euh, pour le dessin. C'était important de vraiment ancrer l'image dans le. De vraiment ancrer l'histoire dans le réel pour que après le. Enfin, il y a vraiment ce cette, euh, cette contrebalance entre le réel et le fantastique. Absolutely, quite all of the characters are real people, inspired by real people. For example, the main character, Marion, uh, a little girl, uh, she's inspired by uh, one of my um, neighbor, uh, so she lives there. And another a very important character is Virgile. And, uh, and I met uh, one day a man in a market in uh, Britain, and it looks like 
quite um, Santa Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> Thank you. Santa Claus. And uh, and so yes, their personality also are inspired by them. And uh, it is also true for a lot of people who live in the village, uh, in the town, uh, in the book. Uh, we really live there and so that is an element also uh, which is part of uh, that border between real world and then fantasy. Well it's a really engaging story and I've only read the, the, the first volume so I can't wait to, to read the rest. C'est vraiment une histoire euh, passionnante et euh, j'ai lu euh, le premier volume et je suis vraiment impatient de lire le deuxième volume. Okay. <laughs> more to, there's more to come. <laughs> um, now we're going to switch over to Patricia. So um, tell us about Scarlet Rose, which is a very different kind of story. Uh, yes, it's very different. Very swashbuckling. It's like the 18th century, yes. France, swords, yes. Yes. and a uh, dashing yes, young girl. Um, it's a story of a young girl. She's uh, 18, and um, it begins with um, the murderer of her father, and she uh, tried to uh, revenge him. Uh, she tried to uh, to catch the uh, yeah, the murderer, the killer, and uh, so she lives in the 18, 18th century in France, and uh, she's a very uh, strong girl. I think she's, she's different. Yes, yes she's she likes very swords. <laughs> yes, she likes swords. She likes uh, uh, get ride on horses, yes. and uh, she uh, uh, she li she likes uh, adventures, yes. and she uh, admi admire. Uh, um, uh, um, a thief, a thief, a sort of thief, a sort of uh, Robin Hood who, uh, call, uh, who calls uh, uh, the fox. Yes, yes, yes. And he's a hero. A, a hero. Yes, it's a, it's a hero. <laughs> she, she wants to, uh, to meet him and she, ha yes. she has to meet him. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's a very. Um, I want to mix the, uh, love, romanticism, and adventures. For uh, for young girl, for um, young uh, girl reader, uh, as uh, I, I was. <laughs> now, can you talk about the, the, the style, the drawing style? Yes. Because it's very, that well, seems manga influence. Yes, uh, I'm uh, living in uh, France, mm -hmm. and uh, when I was a young girl, I um, I saw a lot of uh, uh, anime Japan Japanese anime mm -hmm. uh, animation. Um, and uh, I think uh, I have uh, the, uh, the chance to, uh, to be between uh, uh, free culture. There is, uh, in France, there is uh, comics, there is um, uh, uh, comics, French comics, and uh, there is manga. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I like um, manga, uh, and uh, first the Japanese, the Japanese animation, then manga. Uh, because um, uh, the, uh, the feelings, uh, the feelings are very strong uh, mm -hmm. in, in, the, in their story, in the, the Japanese story, and uh, I was very influenced by uh, this uh, uh, way to uh, telling story. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, so I said that I was between this culture, and I try to mix uh, what I like. Uh, uh, Adventures uh, and uh, we have uh, in France we have colors uh, on our um, comics. We have the, that mangas in, are in uh, white and black, 
uh, we, we have colors, so I, I mixed uh, all that I want to, to uh, all that I, I uh, like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know, it's like a superhero. Yes. For, uh, well, it's, yes, for it's the just, 18th century. Yes, it's right. <laughs> yes, she's, uh, she's like a superhero because I want to um, show to the little girl that uh, they can, if they want to do something, uh, they can they can do it yeah. so uh, just do it <laughs> yeah, yes. and uh, yes I want you to have um, uh, it's um, uh, in France we have mm, mm, uh, I when I began this uh, series it's my first series uh, I uh, work on it uh, until uh, uh, 15 years I think really? right? uh, uh, <laughs> I'm 40 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, when I, I, I began, there is no um, uh, uh, comics for young girls uh -huh. yeah, because manga, shoujo manga, was not, uh, were not uh, uh, in France, uh, not yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, um, I, I was a young, uh, I was a young girl who wants to uh, to uh, read uh, comics, and uh, there, there, there is nothing for her. Uh, uh -huh. We have uh, comics for uh, little children, then uh, adult comics, and between uh, there is nothing. <laughs> and uh, uh, when I started, uh, I want to, uh, I want to read this uh, uh, this sort of stories. And uh, and today, uh, well, that's uh, the point. Comment uh, <laughs> the first uh, the step, voilà, for, for me. And. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a really entertaining mix of uh, romance comics, adventure, manga, shoujo. Well, it, it's the shoujo style, but yes. it's it's more shonen than the. <laughs> it's yes, more, you know, it's between. You know, uh, yeah, it's, yes, it's, it's between. The, it's a very creative mix, uh, but aimed at girls. Yes. yes. Uh, first, I do it for girls, for young uh, teenage yeah. girls, and uh, I was very surprised because uh, when I, I um, go to uh, promote uh, the book, uh, people are very uh, the audience is very large. The, uh, it began very very soon. Uh, sometimes I have uh, some uh, uh, six uh, seven. Uh, Years old uh, girl uh -huh. who, who who begins to, to read, so, wow. and then uh, sometimes I have the mom, the, the mummies who who read with her girl with her daughter, and uh, and uh, and sometimes uh, even the, the daddy uh, read uh, <laughs> read too. So uh, I was uh, I was very surprised. It's very uh, large. And, uh, and I think I have a little boys too, because there is the fox, it's a, it's yes. a young, bo uh, yes. young man, and, and uh, there is a, um, uh, I think there is action here mm -hmm. uh, in the, the story, so it, um, uh, it catch them too, uh, I, I think. And just, so, yes. just so that our listeners understand, yeah, the, the fox mm -hmm. is a, a, a masked hero, who um, your heroine mm -hmm. really likes, and she becomes very similar under a different name. Je ne sais pas trop. Afin que les auditeurs puissent bien comprendre, Fox, c'est un personnage qui est masqué, c'est un héros masqué, et elle-même, 
elle l'admire et oui. elle se met à faire comme lui oui. et à devenir comme lui, mais juste avec un nom différent. Est-ce est que c'est la seule différence C'est... And she wants to um, to uh, tiff, uh, tiff, uh, to stole uh, the noble, the noble, the noble the, uh, what's the uh, rich people, rich people. Okay. <laughs> for for the for the poor people. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and uh, she um, she believe that the fox is justice 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 and uh, she she she's uh, she believe very, very strong. And yeah. she wants to. It's like um, uh, uh, someone she wants to be, mm. and and she copies. She copies him at first, and uh, after uh, she <laughs> it was not uh, the real. Uh, uh, he was not uh, the the justice man like uh, she she believed. But it's another story. <laughs> well, there's a big secret in there, and that that the yeah. readers will find as they yes. as they read the book. There is a. Yeah. Uh, this uh, relationship yes. between them because yes. uh, they know him uh, they know them each other uh, with and without the mask and um, yes. uh, she wants to um, to catch the killers, her, her father killers too and um, it's it makes uh, but the story makes this uh, two um, these two story so um, well uh, it's Published by Paper Cuts, right. and so in English. So yes. uh, you both are publishing into the American market now. But have you ever been to New York Comic Con before? No, it's my first time yeah. in the USA. In yeah, okay. Comic -Con, yeah. So I want to know what I want to know each of you. Uh, what do you think of uh, New York Comic Con? How does it compare uh, to French to French festivals? Uh, so uh, it's my first time in uh, New York, and it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's really, really um, unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it's so big, and um, it's my first time in Comic Con. But uh, we have in France um, um, a convention named uh, Japan Expo. Uh, who, it's not the same because it's on, uh, on mangas, but oh, there yeah. is a, a, a little comics too, and uh, it's the same. I, I think I, I, li I like I, I like this uh, uh, ambiance, uh, set, um, uh, the spirit. Uh -huh. I think because I am a, I am a big I am an old geek. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a geek, okay. Yes, <laughs> and I, I love cosplay. I love uh -huh. uh, uh, figurines. Uh, and uh, well, I, it's I, all here. Yes, it's, it's a, I, I, I'm a, I'm like home here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell just the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Have you uh, been to New York before? Uh, wait. It's my first time in New York. It is so huge. Yes. Les gens, il y a beaucoup plus de, de enfin, il y a moins de, de jeunes enfants en fait, et il y a beaucoup plus d'adultes. Et euh, les gens font plus, jouent plus le jeu. Enfin, il y a beaucoup plus de choses. Ouais, je ne sais pas si je suis très claire, pardon. Uh, just as Patricia said, uh, there are 
a lot of people but not so much children compared to France so a lot of adult people and they are really playing the game about being here about participate to the book fair but be part being part of the book fair it's like a big party yes and uh, everybody um, they are not ashamed to be a geek no no yeah, yes, it's, it's very proud to be a geek I think Uh, because uh, it's my spirit too, and uh, <laughs> my my love mother-in-law does, uh, doesn't understand. But uh, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's very um, uh, on, on joy. There is a lot of joy. I think. Yes, it is. Well, look. On that note, uh, we'll bring it to a close. I want to thank our translator, Flora. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, and also thank the both of you for being you. on more to come. Merci. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> This is Kate Fitzsimmons here at New York Comic Con on Friday in Artist Alley with Erica Henderson. Hey, Kate. So, um, you're the artist on Squirrel Girl, and obviously Squirrel Girl's an awesome comic, and you've done some other stuff too. Can you tell me a little bit about your comics career? Oh, my comics career. So, okay. I first started working on a webcomic when I was... Shortly after I graduated from college, called Gilded Age. I did that for about a year and a half, but I wanted to be able to do other stuff. And I had a full-time job in video games, and I was doing these three full-color pages a week, and it was it was too much. I wanted to be able to do more than just this one thing, so I quit that and just started pursuing freelance. I was doing art and going to conventions, and after a while, I just decided to start freelancing completely and I did some work for Atomic Robo I had a monkey brain book that really only lasts three issues uh, called Sometime Party Girls and then that's when everything started snowballing I did an issue of Johnny Bravo Party W and that's a couple maybe a month later did two pages for Marvel and then two pages what's the story behind that it was a short <laughs> It was a short story. It was part of like a collection from um, Original Sins, yeah. where I guess the the Watcher's eye explodes and people see their original sin. And so it was a short story about the kid who found Captain America frozen in ice. Oh, um, so I did those two pages, and then a couple months later, I was doing Squirrel Girl for Marvel. Um, they just sort of called me and said, hey, we're pitching a book internally. Do you want to draw it? And I said, yes, because I was freelancing. And I mean, I'm still freelancing, but I'm in a better spot now than yeah. I was a few years ago. Um, and I've done a little bit since then, too. At the same time I was starting Squirrel Girl, I was doing a book with uh, Sean and McGuire mm-hmm. for... Um, I can't even remember Thrillbet? Thrillbet. Uh, and I did Jughead with Archie. And that's been, I think, unless I'm forgetting stuff, I think that's all of it. Well, that's really great. Yeah. Um, can you tell me, okay, so you have a very unique art style. Like, would you, can you tell me a little bit about, like, what your artistic, like, art influences or inspiration are? Yeah, um... So things that influenced me 
a lot as a kid. I think that really resonated with me were often things that had a lot of simple line work and were fairly expressive. Um, we had a lot of like Carl's Bark stuck comics. Um, we watched yeah. like the Batman cartoon, which like for a superhero thing was like very simply drawn and expressive. Yeah. Um, and then I watched some anime and I think like a lot of that stuff rubbed off like I when I was a kid like that was when Toonami started so I was watching like Dragon Ball Z and like Sailor Moon after school um so yeah it was like these there's all these like artists who whose art is very deceptively simple like everything they draw is spot on and solid but like it looks like Simple. the easiest thing ever because it only took them like five lines to do it but it took them you know it had to be the right five lines yeah so that's those were my influences I'm still figuring out those lines but so okay we keep talking around Squirrel Girl but do you want to <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about it and also about I don't know any thoughts you have about it um sure uh so Squirrel Girl is a comic for Marvel, or, but sorry, Squirrel Girl is a comic, I don't know how to phrase that, like, well, yeah. comes out through Marvel. Yeah, it's a Marvel comic. Okay, yes. Squirrel Girl is a Marvel comic about a young woman with the powers and some features like tail and teeth of a squirrel, and she can talk to squirrels, and it's just a lighthearted book. It's all ages, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to work on. People seem to like it, which is good. Um, I'm really glad we got to do this. It's nice being able to play in the whole Marvel sandbox, but just do what we feel like doing. When I was first doing drawings of Squirrel Girl for that pitch, yeah. um, the first thing I thought was, Okay, should I draw something a little more realistic? Because the, the editor who talked to me about it, the stuff that he was looking at of mine were these movie posters I had done. Where, yeah, it was like, there were likenesses of actors and things like that. And it's like, no, Marvel's coming to me and not someone they usually go to. I'm going to do this, like... Like the way you do This wacky style. And, like, they, they were cool with it. They got Ryan. I didn't know Ryan at the time. He's great. And he got to do what he wanted to do, which is also great. Like, they just... Like, Marvel wanted to do this book. And they found people, I think, that they thought would fit what they wanted to do. Like, it wasn't us coming in. They... I guess they wanted to, like, branch out and try something. And none of us were sure if this would work out. We weren't sure if we are going to make it through issue three, you know? But I'm glad we did. Thank you. And um, so any any plans for Squirrel Girl in the future or nothing that you can say? Um, I can say as much as I know I'm able to say. Okay. So in the next arc, we're going to space. Um, we don't have any large overarching plans right now. But uh, we're just still having fun with it, you know, we're, we're just telling stories we want to be able to tell. Well, and Squirrel Girl in Space is a significant storyline. 
it should be fun. It's funny, like, when we said it, we were like, yeah, we're going to go into space. It's going to be crazy. And we realized that our first arc, we went to space. <laughs> it was to the moon. But yeah, yeah, it was to the moon. It wasn't, like, this is gonna cosmic be like, marvel. Right, it's going to be cosmic marvel, which we're excited about. Um, yeah, like, we're, we're just having fun. We're just, you know, like, figuring it out one arc at a time. And we did set up some villains coming back in our, no, two arcs ago? Yeah, two arcs ago. With Vida uh, Oscar visiting Melissa Morbeck. So I figured we'd probably have to get back to that at some point. But you know, first space. First space. 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 So how has your New York Comic Con been so far? I mean, New York's always great. New York is a crazy show. It's always exhausting. Um, that's, a, that's how it, I think everyone's impression of it is. Like, I come here every year. I know I'm going to be dead every night. Like, two hours ago, I was already ready to go to bed and my back hurt. But, like, I'm still here. I'm still happy to be here. I love this show. Okay, and if you have uh, one thing you want to tell your listeners that we haven't touched on yet? Uh, a fun fact about Erica Henderson is that as a tween, I guess as we call it now, I was bitten by a squirrel, and that is where my powers come from, and I still have a tiny scar on my finger from it. <laughs> your, your powers of drawing squirrel girl. Yes. Yes. My squirrel girl drawing powers came from my squirrel bite. Okay. Thank you so much. You have a great con. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Well, we are recording live from the floor of New York Comic Con 2017. Uh, I'm at the French Comics Association's table, uh, and we're going to have the opportunity to, to talk to two acclaimed French comics creators um, uh, sitting right to my right here. Uh, Zep, who is publishing uh, really for the first time in the U.S., an early graphic novel, The Story of Men, is coming from IDW. Uh, and also Mathieu Lefray, who I want to talk to about two of his books, uh, Valorian. Uh, uh, as well as the movie, which I didn't see, but maybe I get your reactions to it. And Long John Silver, a really extraordinary historical pirate. I mean, if you've forgotten about the thrill of pirate stories, Long John Silver will bring you back. Thank you both for being on More to Come. Thanks to you. Nice to see you. So I'm going st- to start with Zep. Um, I'd, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about the story of the story of men, but... But you are actually most famous, uh, I think, in France for another comic strip, Titu. And it's, it's a huge bestseller, a hugely popular. Is that right? Yeah. I, um, for, for 20 years, I'm, mm-hmm. I made um, comics in a humoristic style in mm-hmm. France. And uh, Story of Men is my first graphic novel. That, um, it was a challenge for me because I, I like to, to, to tell stories more uh, dramatic. And I had to adapt my my style of drawing yeah. to. It's a very different style to a realistic, yeah, dramatic no, style. Not so for me, but yes. <laughs> but yes, I think for the audience it's it's a bit special, and um, it was very special for my audience in mm-hmm. France who knows me uh, for mostly for Titov, and um, Titov is a humoristic style, more more Franco-Belgium style. Yes. Uh, well, can you tell us the well, the general plot of a story of men? 
Story of Man is a, is a story of man. Yes, it of, is, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can. <laughs> um, it's a story of four, four guys who were playing in a rock and roll band when they were young, and they almost get famous, but only, only almost. And um, they broke up, and um, everybody goes back to his, his life, his, a normal life, except for one of them um, who became a famous pop star. And um, they don't, they don't get together until this story. 20 years, 20 years later, um, they meet again for um, a tragic uh, circumstance. It's the funeral of the son of the the singer, and uh, it's the first time for 20 years they meet together. And everybody has a part of the the secret of the story. Why why they split? Why the band split? And there is uh, another big secret between them, mm -hmm. and all their lives are are locked in the um, 20 years ago when when they were playing together, and their life uh, they're not been able to 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 continue to go to go on in their life. So um, the the story will be the the key of the. I'm sorry, my, my English is very bad. <laughs> it's the fine. key to, to yes. continue the life, to, to, yeah. to recover the lives. No, well, it's, it's a very powerful story, and I'm going to return to you uh, to, to maybe ask you a few more questions about that. But I'm going to shift over to Mathieu. Hello. And uh, I would love for you to maybe first uh, uh, tell our audience a little bit about Long John Silver, and, and then... Uh, the, for, the, for people who may not know. Okay. Well, I've been working on this specific pirate because um, Treasure Island is an important book. It's mm -hmm. one of those books you discover as a kid yes. and makes you discover a whole universe, mm -hmm. the pirates. Yes. And you never get rid of that. It's a part of you for decades and yes. decades until the end. Long John Silver is an interesting character because he's, um, he's, he's strong mentally but he's weak physically, and he has to face all this strong and fierce universe with his means, and his means are to be smart, to be yes. smarter, <laughs> to manipulate, mm -hmm. and to find all that. And we don't tell the glorious age of piracy, we tell about the end of mm -hmm. piracy. It's 20 or 30 years later after Treasure Island, mm -hmm. he's an old man now, uh -huh. and all the pirates have been uh, chased away from the Caribbeans, mm -hmm. so now uh, it's been taken over by all the societies, the armies, and uh, it's commerce now, there's no more pirates. And it's the last adventure of an old Long John Silver who has to face a last adventure, which is a quest for a treasure which is hidden in a temple in the middle of South Africa. And the important thing about that is his, it's the next new combat of this time is it's a woman who came yes. to you know, see very him. powerful character. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she is a bit like, you know, Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. And she, she takes over and she has to deal with it. Vivian Hastings, is that? Is that yeah, it's yes. pretty much, yes. pretty much, yeah, it's a clan absolutely, absolutely. But she's a really amazing character. In yeah, movie. and uh, the reason why Long John Silver wants to be a part of that, it's because he's a fighter and he was, he's a revolutionary man. And he sees in that woman the next Revolution, the next mm -hmm. big fight, combat against society, and he's fascinated by this woman, that this woman, who wants to break the rules and yes. to go by herself and solve yes. the problem by herself. Yeah, because uh, she's under threat from 
her husband. Yeah, and, all and those yeah. ancient rules, and yes. she doesn't have any power. She yeah. has to. She's submerged by what she has to do, and uh, the guy is a bad man, and it's not yes. going to happen. But she's she's a great a way. character. Once you start reading about it, you really can't put it down. But also, uh, your art is incredibly rich, dramatic. I mean, you really bring the whole story together. Yeah, you know. And you should mention the writer too, which I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Xavier Dorizon. Yes. Yes, he wrote the whole thing. Yeah. We wrote together. Yes. And he had the original idea and the original plot. And uh, after that, we have to, to work together because my drawing is an expressionist one. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, essentially based on emotion. So when I needed um, a script that was emphasis the human emotions, there are a lot of crises and conflicts. And therefore, the drawing are strong and as powerful as possible because the universe of a pirate is about storms. It's about <laughs> yeah, it's about jungle. It's sure. about fighting, and you have all the the ways to express the human emotions and the strengths of this conflict. And all of the, the machinations in the background to get the ship and all that, those I found fascinating. Yeah, because it, you know there are. A lots of different moods when you tell a story. For example, if you want to put on the tension, there's a boat in the middle of nowhere, there's just the sea around it, and it's a, a weak low. Yeah. There's no possibility to escape, and the, uh, the tension will go up, go up, go up until ultimate fighting on the boat, and it's the right setting to do it with all the, the needs, all the, the, the needs you want. Yes. And oh. uh, you can do a lot of things with the universe of the pirates, and not only comedy. Yes, but though there is some. Yeah, as there well. is some. Always, yes, always. Yes. <laughs> uh, now we're going to switch. We're going to go from the distant past yeah. to the far future. Far future. With Val Valerian. Yeah. Now I did not see the movie, mm. and I read the early graphic novels years ago. It was one of my first introductions to French comics. But uh, but this is uh, this is a new and it's uh, and I never know how to say the name Shingoos. Shingoos lose. Shingoos lose <laughs> yeah. incorporated. The Shingoos are yes extractivists, but very. They're interested in business. Yes, yeah, yes. international hustlers. Yeah, intergalactic, exactly, exactly. Intergalactic hustlers. Exactly. But, but uh, so tell us, you've taken over the, you, 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 this is sort of a reboot of the series. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just, uh, you know, it's it's an open world. Mm -hmm. You have two characters, Valerian and Aurélie, and yes. a whole universe which is extremely open. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was the original idea of the two original authors, mm -hmm. Christian, uh, Mézière and Christian, who were really, um, they are smart, and they want to have fun. Yeah. So they created a world that, where they could change and go wherever they wanted on each issue. So it changes all the time. It can be heroic fantasy, it can be pure science sci and fiction, it can go to the past. Mm -hmm. Some of their stories take place in the uh, 19th century. Mm -hmm. So we can do whatever we want. So sometimes they ask people they like to see if we have an idea about how we could do about this specific universe. And this time Wilfried Lupano, who is the writer, wrote a pure comedy sci-fi yes, comedy, yes, a yes. bit like Galaxy Quest or something it's like that, funny, you know, yes. <laughs> it's funny, it is mostly funny, yeah. but they are, you know, what science fiction is supposed to be, in my opinion, a few uh, questioning about what the world could become, about all the bad habits we could have now and could become a real problem, like selling the earth, for example, yes, yeah. or losing it at <laughs> and, game. And, and <laughs> a card game, or yeah, it's a game, yes, so, mm -hmm. so, so they've got a interesting, interesting questions, game. always something that is like Midnight Run or those movies from the 80s, mm -hmm. extremely with themes and comedy and all based on rhythm and uh, funny conflicts. Well, it's uh, very hilarious and they go to great limps uh, to try to straighten out 
uh, a complicated gambling and financial scheme <laughs> by the Shingaloos. Yes. <laughs> so now I'm going to jump back to Zep for just a second. Um, and I'm about a story, the story of men. This story uncovers a lot of emotions, a lot of regrets. Um, uh, but I, I, I was impressed at how you resolved it, uh, particularly with the big secret at the end. Um, this, I, I mean, you mentioned earlier, this is a big shift in the kind of comic that you're best known for. Yeah. It was, I think it's, it's, a, it's the fun with this uh, job that we can easily change. Mm -hmm. uh, we can we can jump from a style to another. It's not so not so so difficult. It's only paper and pencils. Yeah, well, so. this is true. Mm. And you guys, are, you're very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what I'm going to ask both of you now: um, uh, Have you been to New York Comic Con before? What, what's your impression, um, Zep? What, what's your impression it, of? It's my first time ah. in the Comic Con. Uh, can you compare it to say Angoulême, oh, where I have? Been. <laughs> impossible to compare yeah, well, because <laughs> you, you don't you don't have cosplayers in France. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's really weird for yeah. us because um, uh, a book fair in France is is, is a serious thing. Mm, yeah. So you can you cannot have a disguise. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's so fun to be here and to, to, to see all these cosplayers. I love mm. that. Well, I tell you what, I was impressed because I went to Angoulême in 2016, my first time. It means very. It seems very serious for for it, you. It, I think, it no? is, but it's also it's it's books. It's, I mean, I write about the book books. industry. It's yeah. okay. all books. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's the entire town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's as if the, the Javits Center was all of New York. Nice. I mean, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my impression. That was just that's but the, the French version is impressive in its own ways. But the entire town is smaller than it's the, much than the <laughs> yes, place. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's true too. It's probably smaller than Javits. Anyway. No. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for me, it's my first as yes. well. And what is striking for me is the importance that the American can put in the pop culture. Yes. It's uh, we don't do that, as yeah. you said. Angoulême is about books yeah. and strictly books. Here, it's a mix of all together. There are books, there are video games, movies, yep. and we can think whatever we want. It's all pop culture. True. Some will prefer books and video games True. and movies. It's all an expression of what people want and want to have fun with. And to me, there's no really. I love movies. I love video games. I love books. I love the writing. Yeah, yeah. And here, it's okay to love all that. Oh, there yeah. are no frontiers. <laughs> it's true that the. I mean, the video games is taking over because they are big, yeah. they are bigger and bigger and, and bigger. And the movies. And the movies uh -huh. as well. It's, maybe it's just a moment. Maybe it's going to be something else in 10 years. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But the important thing is that the pop culture has to be diversified yes. and mm -hmm. healthy. And to me, it is healthy. Well, it, it is amazing when all of these passions are under one, one place because they overlap. Mm -hmm. We all love comics and movies and... You know, we don't love just one of them. No, <laughs> they love characters. They love uh, sometimes 50 or 60 years of uh, the evolution of characters mm. through the ages. And it's, it is something to have been able to build a mythology as strong as it is. And young kids of today are still in love, fascinated yes. by mm -hmm. superheroes that have been created in the 50s. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's an accomplishment. I mean, it's not that easy to do yeah. so. So I'm going to end this soon, but because this is your first, uh, uh, the story of men, your first uh, English language publication, yes. mm -hmm. it is, 
And for you, have you yeah. published in English before? No, no, I no. just made covers for uh, you do covers, Dark Horse though? Comics, yeah, no, okay, for Star Wars, right. but 20 years ago. Oh, oh. A different <laughs> life. <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll have to get you back here in English. Uh, look, I'd like to thank you both for being on More Thanks to Come. This is Kate Fitzsimmons here with More to Come, PW Comics World's podcast, and I'm here with Fabian Nihiza. Did oh, I pronounce your oh, name correctly? Oh, that was just awful. That was, that was the worst of the day. Try it again. Look at it. Look how it's spelled. Nihiza. Closer. One more turn. Nihiza? That was perfect! Well, you know, I see it in print, and it's not always... It's a Spanish name, so Americans have a hard time with Spanish names. Like I like to say in Spanish, it's Nihiza. In English, it's Nisiesa, and in American, it's Nikunza. So that was good, though. Um, you did a very good job. It is Fabian Nisiesa. How are you? Hi. So uh, I'm here at New York Comic Con with you, and I see that you have an upcoming comic from a line webtoon to promote. Yes, I do. We uh, just uh, signed the contracts and announced it officially about a month ago. Uh, something that I've been percolating for a few years uh, with. Uh, Riley Brown, my co-creator. Uh, Riley and I worked together on Cable and Deadpool uh -huh. and, uh, previously. Uh, Riley is the go-to artist now for digital comics because he's been thinking about this stuff for 10 years and, and wanting to work in that, that way for 10 years. Um, the, the new book is called Outrage. It, it is basically a character that manifests itself through your social media device if you're being an ass on social media. And the character appears as, as as digital light form solidifies and smacks you around if you deserve it. Uh, it sounds kind of cute and it sounds kind of fun and he, he, the character can be funny in a rude way but it also starts to talk about why are we like this, why do we need to our, express ourselves this way, what's happening to our society where this is becoming expected and, and acceptable, um, and, and just the opposite too, what's happening to our society when no one is able to say anything anymore without someone taking offense to it too. So it does, it does run the gamut on both sides of the coin. So you say you've been kicking this idea around for a while, what inspired it? Uh, someone was an ass on social media and I thought wouldn't it be fun if you could just appear through their phone as they were doing it and smack them around. And I'm not, I, I always say I'm not an idea guy as a writer. I'm always a nuts and bolts guy, right? This was an obvious idea, an easy idea. And I was also surprised nobody had, had yeah, done it no before. One and no one had used the name outrage before. So I was like, I, but I've had this thing for about three, four years now. And, and Riley and I kept wanting to do it, but I was being the lazy one. Uh, Line Webtoon came to us um, at last year's New York Comic Con and said that they wanted to um, field, field pitches for new material that they wanted to do. And since Riley and I love working in the digital comic format, we, we developed it planning it as a digital comic. Uh, so it was a really good partnership because they're 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 a really good company to be working um, with for for uh, a product in a format like this. So will this be your first digital exclusive comic? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, well, no, technically I guess not. I did um I, I did a, a a Deadpool and Cable digital comic for Marvel that was digital first and then became print a few months later. Uh, but this won't be print for quite a while. Um, we don't we don't go to print on the content. We can go to print, but not probably for another year after it publishes or a little longer. Yeah. So it is exclusive to digital for an over a one year window. 
Um, and, and look, the, the Webtoon app is free to download. The web, the comics are free to read. Uh, so what a ripoff, huh? Aren't we cheating you? It, it's a great chance to read a whole bunch of really good comics by people, uh, creative people, talent from all over the world. Um, and it's fun because anytime I anytime I start scrolling through Webtoon, um, I get lost in all of the stuff that they have on it. Um, and it's kind of fun to be a part of that uh, because it is such a global company, and, and there are people all over the world that are looking looking at this material. So it's kind of fun to be thinking uh, about how you create in that context too, knowing that people in other countries may be looking at your work immediately the week it launches. So you have been in comics for... 265 years. <laughs> a while. <laughs> um, and different people, like, you seem, given this line webtoon thing and your enthusiasm for it, you seem pretty adaptable. Um, some people like one business model and stick with it. Uh, what changes have you seen in, like, how comics are done, how comics are published in, in the years you've been in the industry that you've really noticed? I I don't know that the I don't know that the podcast has enough time to talk about all of it. Um, that's a six-hour conversation in and of itself. Um, the, the industry the, the, the industry has changed a lot. The the, the big two um, with with their print publications made a conscious decision and choice decades ago to not worry about trying to attract young readers, and as a result their content started to skew older and older, tracking with the aging of their readers, okay? Yeah. Um, so as a result now, we have a lot of comics that Marvel and DC does, but not a lot of eight-year-olds reading those comics. Yeah. And, and my generation, and, and multiple generations after mine, all started reading their comics when they were eight years old by buying them on a newsstand rack, right? There weren't yeah. comic book shops back then. Uh, it was often the first entry to, to that kind of thing. Um, the, the, the direct market, in many ways, has become too consolidated, uh, too, too uh, tightly defined, even though the genres and contents have expanded and exploded now yeah. in comparison to what it used to be. Um, what, what I like about the digital comics is that it becomes a bit of the Wild West. It's a new frontier, and, and it's, it's a lot of new, different people who are reading this way. A lot of younger people are reading yeah. this way. They're not going to the print uh, version first, and I and I like that because I like I like writing stories that are not necessarily being read by someone who has 30 years of Marvel continuity wedged up their butt. That that's the filter through which they're looking at everything they're reading. I, I like yeah. almost like the image model where a lot of the a lot of the people who've worked on the books for them have had the opportunity to tell a story. Not an ongoing story necessarily. If you don't want it to be, it doesn't have to be a 60-issue comic book. You can do a 12-issue comic, and that's your story. You told it. Um, that that wouldn't have been the case back then for Marvel or DC. It is the yeah. case now with a lot of things. So that's a good change. So there's good and there's bad changes. Um, what what I like about where we're at right now is diversity of, of genres, diversity of audience, um, and and, and diversity of voices who are telling stories compared to when I first broke in, you know? Yeah. Um, what I don't like about it is that too many of those are all done for adults. Um, yeah. They're not done for kids. And here I am promoting a comic that isn't necessarily a kid's comic, because Outrage isn't. Um, but, but I've edited and worked on a lot of material for kids, so I'm always very aware of the need to always try to get younger readers interested in the, in the, in the comic format. 
Well, it seems like it might appeal to teenagers because if yeah. anybody yeah. Ha has to deal with jerks on social media, it yes. would be teenagers. I, I would really say uh, th 13 and older. PG-13 yeah. is kind of the, the rating we're going for. You know, it's not an R-rated comic, although it's going to skirt those edges occasionally, but, but it's definitely PG-13. So, well, one, um, how has your Comic-Con been? My Comic-Con has been fantastic. New York Comic-Con usually is for me. Um, it, fans are great. Fans are plentiful. Uh, it, it's been really, really enjoyable so far. Exhausting, but enjoyable. Well, we are, but... Okay, um, not bringing your, new, your current comic into it, because, of course, everybody's new baby is their favorite. But other than that, what would you say is your favorite comic creating experience you've had over the, the years? Number one is and always probably will be New Warriors, uh, which was my first mainstream superhero comic for Marvel. Um, it, it, it really helped make my career. It helped me establish me as a writer. Um, I, I had already been writing for Marvel for a couple of years, but it, even it, among the audience, retailers, and, and even among internal Marvel, it didn't technically count yet because it was new universe stuff. It wasn't ah. mainstream superhero stuff. Um, so that was that was probably the best experience of my career as a whole um, for a wide variety of reasons, um, emotionally and professionally. Um, the second, my second favorite thing is my Cable and Deadpool run because I, I don't I don't know that I'll I'll ever get an opportunity to write that many issues consecutively of a title anymore. I don't know how many writers do anymore. 50, yeah, it doesn't seem to be as much of a thing anymore. 50 issues consecutively of two characters I love, two characters who shouldn't be in a book together, who were in a book together. Every issue was a challenge and every issue was a lot of fun. I also was allowed to work in a corner. Marvel didn't pay that much attention to it. Uh, Marvel only asked me to resuscitate the two characters because they were on life support. So when so we started the book, time. I resuscitated them, but they didn't pay that much attention to, the, to the, what I was doing for the most part. And it was, so it was a, a very lot of fun. successful resuscitation, too. It was, yes. Uh, I, I, I Honestly, the, 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 the character's ability, Deadpool's ability to continue after um, the, the Cable and Deadpool series ended is really a testament to, to what I did with, with Mark Brooks and Patrick Zerker and Riley Brown in, in, terms, of, in terms of showing them the, the right path. Uh, to, yeah. to consistently take with the character. Yeah, it's it's a, a good resuscitation is <laughs> is an undervalued thing in comics. I, I think so. Yes, uh, it, it does happen relatively often too. You yeah, know? but um, but you can you can pinpoint those moments too. Those yeah, runs I, where you're like, I, that's I, a turning point. For I that probably character. wouldn't put my resuscitation of Cable and Deadpool on par with Frank Miller's resuscitation of Daredevil, no, but, yeah, that's a different thing. Philosophically, but philosophically I want to be in the same house. <laughs> okay, um, and is there anything else that you would like to, oh wait, yes, you, your sign says uh, creator of Deadpool. What did you make of the Deadpool movie? I love the Deadpool movie. I thought the Deadpool movie was excellent. Um, it's a very hard character to get the tone right consistently over a two-hour movie. I thought they did a fantastic job with it. Um, I, I was worried because the first time I ever saw the movie was at the New York premiere, so all the actors were there, the writers, the director, everyone was there. And my concern is, what if I don't like, like it? it? And they're all here. If it sucks, it's okay because everyone slinks out quietly and doesn't 
talk. I've seen yeah. that happen before. But if it's just mediocre, then what do you say? Yeah. Congratulations on spending 10 years of your life making a mediocre movie. Um, I was really, really happy because from the very beginning, the opening scene, I, I, I was I liked the tone, the feel, the style, the approach. I, I was really, really glad. And, and the fact that it did so well to such a huge audience that had no awareness of the character from comics, no understanding of X-Men continuity or anything like that, is a testament to what an excellent job they did crafting a two-hour movie. Yes. Uh, and so do you have anything else for our listeners that you'd like to say? No, I just want all of them to give me five minutes so that I can eat some sushi, and then I'm good to go for the rest of the day, baby. Thank you so much. Thank you.